Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Steph Strauss, who is a trauma-informed facilitator for embodied movement, yoga, and mindfulness. She's also the creator of the RSI method, which is the practice of putting the body first so you can learn to release stored emotions from your body through embodied movement, vocal activation, and breath work. With a continued RSI practice, you begin to connect to your own innate wisdom and power and trust and embrace all the mystery, mess, and magic your life has to offer. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, Steph. Mm, Jessica, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here with you. Yes. So before we get into this, which I'm I'm so excited to learn more about it, um, can you give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. Um, so I came into this space um, of movement by way of yoga back in 2012. And it was a time in my life where uh, I was completely lost. I was uh, I used to be a general manager of a restaurant. So that was my previous life, working in restaurants, working nights and weekends. And it was something I enjoyed, I was good at. And I enjoy engaging with people, talking to people. And then fast forward to a year after I was working at this one restaurant that was brand new. We brought the suburbs to the city. We brought the city to the suburbs backwards <laughs> and a uh, very successful restaurant. And about a year into the restaurant, the owner sat me down and they offered me a demotion. And Jessica, I ugly cried for three days straight because I gave everything to this restaurant. I gave all of me. And while that version of me is far different than the, the person I am now, um, I that while that person is so different than the person I am now, I needed this, this experience to happen because this is when I fell. This is when I lost sight of who I was, what I was doing. I was also 30. And, you know, society tells us when you're 30, you got to have your shit figured out. And not only do you have to have your shit figured out, like you need to have like a, a husband or, you know, planning children on the way and a, a home and all these things. And, and everything was kind of taken away from me. So I just kind of lost sight of all of it and just also became so insecure and, and just like kept it all inside and didn't share this with anyone except my family. It was happened around Thanksgiving and I was like, please don't tell anybody. You know, I, I was so ashamed. And then shortly after that, I was able, a friend of mine would, took me to a yoga class and, um, and I had so much resistance in going because I didn't work out and it's not who I am. It's not what I do, you know, working in restaurants. I used to smoke cigarettes for many years and, you know, have drinks after work, et cetera. 
And I was like, I don't work out. So I went to this class and I haven't stopped practicing since. There was something in that first practice, this like inner knowing that I can't even describe or put logic to or make meaning of. It was just more of this feeling sense of like, yes, there is something here. I don't know what it is yet, but there's something here that I need to trust and follow. So shortly after that, I did my first teacher training, my 200 hour teacher training uh, with yoga. I did not start teaching because of still so much self-doubt and just the stories I would tell myself and really believe that I'm not good at this. I'm an imposter, you know, all those things. And then, um, but there was, again, this like inner knowing that this was something I was going to come back to, mm-hmm. even though I believe it then it was like, like, I want to do this. So four years later in 2016, I did another teacher training and this was, uh, more of like yoga and fitness. So yoga sculpt. Mm-hmm. And I started teaching after that. And I started teaching after that. And then again, just this practice of my continued practice of yoga and working out and um with with yoga also what was really powerful powerful for me was uh intention setting and i'm sure if you've taken a yoga class the teacher offers intention or invites you to bring in your own and there was something in that for me that just felt good and it wasn't by the time where i created my fifth intention that i realized like holy shit i'm making all these things happen in my world just by repetition by by repeating these phrases in my mind and choosing a new way to think a new way to feel a new way to act a new way to be a new way to show up and it was then that i was like wow 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 there's something here and then i wanted to continue I wanted to continue just this this um, curiosity for these practices and these things that I'm doing, and it was my fifth intention that I was like, I want to I want to live and work in a career that makes me feel the most alive, mm-hmm. and I knew that it had to do with mindfulness, yoga, meditation, fitness, nutrition, wellness, but I didn't know what it was exactly. But I knew with my intention practice that like that I can just kind of throw this out into the universe and trust that the universe hears me. And then it's up to me to listen, to be open and to take action and take the steps. Like it's not just going to fall into my lap. Right. And um, so this just brought more curiosity. That's how I found meditation. And I did a meditation teacher training. And again, with this meditation teacher training, it just, it was just like a, like a full jaw dropping moment of, wow, like I'm so fascinated by all this stuff with the wisdom that we have in our bodies, this like neuroplasticity, this, this, this ability that we have to rewire our brains and learn new things. And then it it just kind of like pull the pieces together. I'm like, that's what I did with my intentions. So, uh, so I did this teacher training and because of this teacher training and because of this this idea that I wanted to manifest this career that makes me feel the most alive, I ended up getting hired from this company um, that did the teacher training where I got to combine the, like both of my worlds of teaching uh, yoga and meditation and also um, doing marketing and branding for this company behind the scenes. So best of my world combined. And I was like, holy shit, I made this happen. And then fast forward to, you know, February of 2020, when 
things started to get a little different for yep. all of us. <laughs> and, uh, then came COVID and uh, working from home and then taking two pay cuts. And this was like a pay cut that I was like, absolutely, this is something I have to do. I believe in our mission, our company, et cetera, so forth. Then September 2020, she said that she couldn't pay me anymore. Mm. So this was a time where I was like, well, fuck, what, what, the, what, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is my, this is my dream job. I made this happen and it's all kind of being taken away. And just because of my practices and, and just the way I do things that I'm, I'm in this, in this idea of trusting that something is still unfolding, that I'm in this, this mode and this deep trust that something is unfolding. I'm still manifesting this career that makes me feel the most alive. And this, these are just the steps I need to get there. Like I'm choosing (laughs) to believe this. And this is what kind of uh, brought me into the world of embodiment and somatic work, because as you know, everything went online. So I was introduced to different formats, different teachers, different modalities, and just heightened my curiosity and wanting to learn all of these things. So I um, was able to kind of incorporate all these things that I'm learning as a facilitator already and teach these in my, my classes. And so while doing this, I was like, huh, there's something here. And being able to do these in my own home uh, and, and, you know, do these weird practices of, of shaking, of vocal releases and letting my body move freely without like caring what it looks like or what it and just paying more attention to what it feels like. There was something just so liberating in this that it just continued to inspire me and just make me want to offer this because it's, it's literally changing the way I facilitate. It's changing the way I show up. It's like unlocking this like confidence within me uh, that I've never had as a facilitator because as a teacher, like many of us that teach in the fitness world, yoga world, like there's that, there's that piece. Like we, we feel like we're an imposter. Like I'm not as good as this person, or there's so many other people that do this, but there's something in this that again, like you want to make meaning making of it, but it, it's not logical, but it happened. Mm-hmm. And so because of this, I, and again, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really have the words to explain it, but this is essentially how the RSI method was born mm-hmm. uh, because there, there were other methods that I was really curious about doing teacher trainings, but they didn't offer them here in Chicago. So I was like, well, what am I like, what am I going to do? And never in a million years was I like, I'm going to create my own method and mm-hmm. do this. Like, again, the stories that I told myself, like, who the fuck am I to create a method? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing? Who, what do I know? So it's been a long journey to get here and to, to even like, it took me a year to, uh, launch and go live with the method because of so much self-doubt mm-hmm. and all that self-doubt led to procrastination for a year. And it was my community, my support that was like, Steph, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you have to do this. Like, this is in you. We can feel it. We can hear it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not logical. And it's also something that I feel through me. Like, you can see the way I talk about it. It lights me up. I, it mm-hmm. energizes me. There's something here. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I'm so glad that you shared your story because I know I, like my story follows a very similar trajectory of like, 
doing this thing and then all of a sudden, boom, it's not there or you get, you know, whatever, you get let go or things aren't working and you're like forced to rethink what's happening and what's going on. And like every step without you realizing it in the moment is getting you closer and closer to that purpose that you were put here for. And I think every listener can resonate with that on some level, whether they've gone through that or they're in it now or they're like, oh, that's coming. <laughs> like I'm in that process, you know? Um, so I'm, so I have a feeling RSI, the RSI method can be supportive for us in all parts of, of this journey. Um, so can you tell us like, what is the RSI method? Yes. Yes. Thank you for asking. So I see the RSI method, which I'll explain what the R, the S, the I, um, translate to, but I see it as a self-study, a place where we can come and meet ourselves exactly where we are through the body. So it's a body first practice. And this is, this is not something me personally, I've ever been taught, but this is a way where we get to put the body first without the meaning making, without the logic, without the figuring out, without the wanting to be good at it, without the wanting to burn XYZ calories, without the getting the peak pose and making it look beautiful. It's about the body and all of the wisdom, this human suit that we live in holds. And me guiding you to be able to access this truth that is already in you. This is nothing you don't know already. I'm just here to be your guide and help you remember. Mm. And so what the RSI method means is, so the R in RSI method is to release physically. So it's a body first practice. So we use physical movement. We use vocal activation, which is a huge part of the practices and breath practices to, to move some stuff out of the body through Again, a body first practice. So we're doing it through movement, through breath, through voice activation. And then the S is to support emotionally. So for me, and I think I can speak for most of us, we are so good at taking care of others, taking care of our children, mm -hmm. taking care of our employees, taking care of our friends, everyone else. But when it comes to ourselves, okay, like we are. I am the biggest asshole to myself, the biggest critic to myself, the biggest jerk to myself. The things I tell myself are things I would never, ever in a million years tell to any of my loved ones. Mm -hmm. so this is a practice where we learn to realize that we do that all the time and then to choose something else, to learn how to support ourselves emotionally, to say kind things to ourselves, to, to give ourselves loving and nurturing touch. And then the I in RSI method is to inspire humanity. So when you have a consistent practice and you show up to the RSI method and RSI practices, when you, when you go out in the world, people are like, what did you do today? What did you eat today? Like, who are you? I want to know you. I want to be around you. So you inspire others to do the same. And with the RSI method, I also like to say that it's it's a practice of, of structure. Mm -hmm. So just like any, any sort of yoga class you'd go to or boot camp class or Pilates, uh, dance class you'd go to, 
um, the instructor tells you what to do. And that's intentional. You know, I want to uh, keep our bodies safe before we introduce bigger movements. And then there's moments of structured freedom. So I give you a container of to have your body be in and then give you an opportunity to move in ways you want to. And then there's moments of complete freedom, which can be absolutely fucking liberating for some of us or completely terrifying for others <laughs> or somewhere in between. <clears throat> and I like to say wherever you are on the spectrum is exactly where you're supposed to be. It's just a self-study. And it's a place where we get to come to our experience as it is, because every day we wake up, every day we show up in life, we are different. Our body is different. So it's a place and space to meet ourselves exactly where we are through this lens of love and compassion that we would give to everyone else. And then we get to learn to have that lens and give it to ourselves. And it's it's so profound and healing and beautiful and um yeah and it's it's a it's a courageous practice it's a brave practice because we do some weird shit mm -hmm. we do some weird shit that you know is is curious and there's there's times where i invite us to make some weird sounds or do some weird breath practices. So again, it's that self-study. It's that self-study. Like when I offer this to you, it's like, what do you do? Do mm -hmm. you hold your voice back? Do you make yourself small? Like where else are you doing that in your life? So it's such a, a beautiful way to, to, to see the things that you do here are what you do out there. And this is a place to practice. Mm -hmm. This is a place to practice showing up as you, like in the most authentic place, without judgment, in a space that is just there to love you unconditionally and share this, this sweet practice of curiosity with each other. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea that it's how you show up here is how you show up in the world. And you can use this to practice showing up more powerfully in the world. And we were talking about how this practice of RSI can empower us as female entrepreneurs. Let's just like pretend like we can't pull out of anything that you just said, how it empowers us. Like give us a few clear examples of how practicing, how this, you know, getting that, giving yourself that emotional support and tapping into the body and how does that inspire us as we run our business? Yeah. Yes. So uh, there's an example that I share in many RSI practices where we, we give ourselves an opportunity to, um, release hmm. and where we use, we use our imaginations a lot in the RSI, uh, practices. And this is also something that I, I, me as an adult, I I've lost, you mm -hmm. know, so many of us, right. Right. Mm -hmm. We're we're busy being a responsible adult that we don't give space to using our imagination. So in in um in the RSI method, there's an opportunity to physicalize and and act as if you're you're releasing, you're like getting something up and out of your body. And you know, in as as a business owner, as an entrepreneur you know, life happens, mm -hmm. yet we still have to 
run our business and, and show up to work. So what are you doing when life happens that is unexpected, awful, messy, challenging? Like, how are you able to show up fully in those spaces and moments when all this shit is happening on the other side, when you have a job to do? So Mm -hmm. I think it is so important, so important to give yourself space to be with what it is you're experiencing with your own tender, loving care and and having an opportunity to release it from the body. Because what we do, especially as, as an entrepreneur and especially as women, how we're taught in society to to always look pretty, you know, have our shit together, like mm-hmm. be a good girl and sit down and be quiet and don't show your tears. So this is a space where we get to let all that shit go. We get to express what needs to be expressed so we can show up in our full power, in our full cups and show up in all of our humanness mm-hmm. because we gave space to the mess. Because the mess, the mystery is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's how are you, what, what tools do you have to hold that? Because that's not going away. What tools do you have to hold that? And the RSI method is one of those tools. And I just believe that it fully supports us in everything we do. And it's, it's we have those tools. So when we are, you know, driving and that person cuts us off or or something we don't lose our shit we have these tools we have these practices because we have spaces to release we have spaces to express what we're really holding on to what we're dealing with in our life mm-hmm. and life is messy life mm-hmm. is mysterious <laughs> it's also so magical and our work is so needed so we need these spaces to be able to um do what we do. We need to fill our own cup. We need to prioritize ourselves. It is so important. I know how busy we are as, as mother. I'm not a mother, but I know how busy we are as mothers, as business owners, that it is so important to dedicate time for yourself mm-hmm. in order for you to show up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And what I'm thinking as you're sharing all this is what what can we do to create this space? Like, can you give me maybe one or two exercises that people could do on their own to sort of leverage this idea of the RSI method in their own space to just start getting familiar with, with how they can create that space for themselves? Sure. So an offering I, I can suggest for, you know, maybe it's before you have a presentation or your... Um, you have a presentation or you're interviewing someone or you have a big meeting, um, a way to get grounded before you go and do whatever that is you're doing to take a few, a few moments to come to your body. You could be seated. You could feel like, look down at your feet, wiggle your toes and just say hello to your feet. Mm. You can notice support beneath you the bum on the chair, the back of the legs on the chair. And then just notice if you're holding any tension or tightness in your body, can you soften? And then invite in three inhales with some, maybe a vocal exhale. And that takes one to three minutes. 
and it brings you to presence. It brings you out of the story, the the wanting to know what you're going to say or figuring it out or, you know, that conversation, that fight you had with your partner. And it brings you here to be intentional with whatever it is you're doing next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think that's so key for so many of us is how can we find these simple practices that do so much, but they only take a few minutes because yeah. yes, it will be lovely to dedicate a significant amount of time to this type of practice. And some days we can, but some days we cannot, but we still need to show up fully in our power every day. And so I, I love, I love the simplicity of that practice. Um, can you give us an idea of how to, I, I think one piece I'm really intrigued by is the support emotionally, because like you said, it's so hard for us to do that. Um, of course that grounding practice does support us. Um, but I'm wondering if there's maybe another really simple practice where we can support ourselves emotionally, whether we're like in it and we need that little extra holding and nurturing, or we're going into something maybe that we think is going to be tough and we want to sort of give ourselves a little love before we go into that. Hmm. Yes. Um, the first thing that came to my mind, and this is something we do um, in our practices, is I, I invite us to talk to ourselves. Hmm. So um, an example of that could be, you know, we, we just did something challenging in the RSI method, and then I purposely have us all pause. So we pause on purpose. And again, it's coming back to the body, coming back to the body. We forget that we live in this body Mm -hmm. all the time. And I'm one of those people, you know, even though I teach this stuff, I forget. Um, And it's coming back to the body and taking a moment to tell yourself something that you would like to hear. And it's something only, you know, something that is so meaningful to you. And I can share words that I I share with myself uh, almost daily. And that is, I tell myself, you are amazing. Mm. I say, I am so proud of you. Look at how far you've come. I love you so much. And those are four phrases. And if those four phrases resonate with you or anybody that's listening, make them yours or find something else that, that really does resonate with you. And, and that's, that's the other thing about the RSI method is that we learn to be able to tend to our own needs. We learn to be able to trust ourselves. We learn to be able to rely on ourselves and we don't have to look for others for support. Mm-hmm. We got it. We got ourselves. We can trust ourselves. I can tend to what I need when I need it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that is so empowering in itself. Yes, absolutely. I One of my pillars for this year is be your own guru. It's my number one. And mm-hmm. I because I last year invested a lot of money in a mastermind, and that's not something I typically do, but I was like, oh, I think this is my, my word last year was expansion. And I was like, this is real. I need something to help me expand. And I don't regret anything in life. So I won't say that I regret it, but I definitely, there's so much within me, so much knowledge within me. And I allowed myself to outsource that. And there's nothing wrong with getting support. 
at all, but it's the way in which you come to that support. And I was coming to that support with like, you have the answers and I don't. And so now I find myself thinking that all the time, like, oh, I should go get someone to help me with this. I should go. And I say, have you even given yourself 10 minutes to think about it? Have you even given yourself 10 quiet minutes to say, well, what is the solution here? Or what does feel good here? No, you haven't. So why don't you be your own freaking guru and sit down, do what what any coach or support person would do for you. Speak it out and let the answer come to you. So um, that was a bit of a tangent on what you just said. But this idea of loving ourselves and, and nurturing ourselves and supporting ourselves in a way that we can, yes, bring in that other support, but we can also do it for ourselves and how how accessible that is. You know, you don't have to text someone or reach out to someone. It's just right there, right there within you waiting for you to access it. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what these practices teach us to, to really understand that we really have the answers. Mm-hmm. We have them the whole time. And, and I will say it's a practice. Like that's taken me almost four decades to be able to get to this point. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is like you come to the RSI method and like you figure it out. No, like it's a consistent practice. And it reminds you that life is your practice. Like you're, you're showing up here to do this work so we can show up and really experience this world and all that it has to offer in all its mess, in all its mystery. Mm-hmm. Be able to just awaken to all of the magic and just the beauty that is also there. Yeah. And another thing I want to mention about the practice you just shared with us was something I noticed and something that's so important is the way that you're saying those things as well. So for everyone listening, you just heard her say, you are amazing. I am proud of you. But she said it so compassionately, so kindly, like you would say it to a best friend. And so I and I do the same exact thing. I tell myself 20 times a day that I'm proud of myself. It's like on repeat in my mind. Um, but it's, if you're just like proud of you, fine. You know, like it's, it's different, you know, you, it's the way that you give yourself that kind and that kindness and love. It also matters the way you're saying it, not just what you're saying. Yeah. It's all about intention. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so supportive. I love the RSI method. It sounds incredible. And I feel like you've shared with us so much that we can implement for ourselves, Um, which is so important for me here with the podcast. I like to make sure everyone can walk away with something that can help support them right here and right now. Um, But if there was one thing that listeners walked away with, nothing but this, what would that one thing be? I think it just touches on everything you were just saying, how um, it, it matters what you say and how you say it. So being intentional with what you're doing while you're doing And a place to practice being intentional is with the RSI practices. Because when we do it on our mats, when we do it here, we remember to do it in our everyday things where we get to see those those everyday kind of ordinary moments and they end up being extraordinary. And that is what I feel like life is all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to take it from the practice to your life, to your business. Yeah. And seeing, and, and that's when you get that empowered sense of like, oh, wow, I would have handled this completely differently before. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, let's shift gears and tell us what are you getting intentional about right now? Speaking of speaking <laughs> of being intentional, that worked well. <laughs> um so I one of my new practices that I'm doing and uh is I, I, I choose to really make my life my practice in whatever kind of comes my way, whether it's something I anticipated or uh didn't expect or didn't want. I'm like, okay. Okay, it's here. You know, it's it's a, a matter of it being here. I'm not resisting because it's here. I don't want to resist. Um, so I accept, excuse me, I just hit my computer. Mm-hmm. So I accept that it's here. And and by choosing to do choosing to do everything in my pra- life as my practice, um, one thing that I'm doing right now is uh before I eat. Before I eat. Uh, I take a moment uh, because me, I, I, you know, and I'm sure many of us are guilty of this, that, you know, we are working in our computer and we're working while we're eating and we're just like, do, 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 not paying attention to what we're eating. We're, we're, we're just getting this food for this nourishment and I'm purposely pausing. I'm taking one minute to look at my food, to to say thank you to this food, to say thank you to all of the causes and conditions that brought this food to my plate. Everybody involved, the farm, the, the, the people that picked up the food, the people that put the food in the grocery store, the person that rang me up, everything, all the causes and conditions that were involved to allow me to eat this nutritious, delicious, nourishing food and to allow this food to be a blessing for me and to give me the the nourishment I need and to also thank the fact that I have money in my account to buy this delicious food mm-hmm. and then offer and and wish that all beings everywhere have something delicious to also eat. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I've really been um, incorporating and it's it's sometimes hard because you come and you're like, I'm so hungry. You know? mm-hmm. And there's times I forget. but the more I create a habit, the more consistent I am, the more that I do it. So it's like living your life intentionally on purpose mm-hmm. and enjoying. And it, I'm not kidding. It makes your food taste better. Yeah. I love like, that. And being mindful around eating is so key. It's like one of the first things I started practicing around mindfulness, like just that, that moment of pausing and stopping and enjoying the food also every single bite the taste the flavor i'm like ooh do i like that what am i tasting what is that texture am i enjoying that do i want more of that you know like this constant conversation but what came to me when you were saying that too was how much abundance we can experience in that moment of look at all of these things that had to come together to bring this food to me like i am so abundant in everything that i need to thrive and feel good and I love that aspect of it too. Yeah, I love that. Where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Hmm, so you can find me on Instagram, um, Steph Strauss Mindfulness. Uh, you can find my me on my website, StephStraussMindfulness.com. And if you're curious to practice one of the RSI methods or other RSI practices I offer, I teach live classes every Wednesday. Uh, that's 5.30 p.m. Chicago time. That's where I am. Mm. Uh, 
And also every Saturday uh, morning, 9.30 a.m. Chicago time, all of the time zones and everything are on the website if that's not your time zone. And uh, if you're not ever able to make it live, I offer my practices on demand. So it gives you an opportunity to try it if it's something you're curious about, um, especially to do it on your own. Because again, some of these are different and can be a little scary to try. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to kind of like dip your toe in, especially if you're curious mm -hmm. and to I, to follow that curiosity. And um yeah. And occasionally I offer retreats, but I don't have one right now. And I think that's, that's it for now. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm sure if they follow you on Instagram, any of your new stuff coming up or offered, will they'll catch it there. So. Yeah. And I always welcome anyone to reach out and ask questions. Um, I would love to introduce this community, your community to my community. It's just a a full, supportive, non-judgmental, just unconditional love. And mm, it just feels so good to be in community. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much, Steph, for sharing your wisdom and passion and excitement with us today. It's been really lovely. Mm, thank you for having me. What an honor. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. <laughs>